Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 104 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy. Welcome to the show. Our theme is musicals, marches, and manipulation. Manipulation. Oh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Manipulation. Easy for you I to know. say. And what, before we start this thing, okay, we have some exciting news. What's that? You don't even know? Maybe not. I don't think she knows. Ed, I don't think she knows the news. We're back to once a week. We are. Woo! Once a week. I'm going to have to listen to Cheryl for two hours (laughs) once a week. Every single week. Holy cow. (laughs) That's (laughs) maybe you get hazard pay for that. I'm not sure. Well, let's talk about this theme, okay? Musicals, marches, and manipulation. Easy for you to say. Yeah. Well, what do they all have in common? They grab you by the emotions, the feels, as the kids say these days. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Hollywood musicals. I enjoy the mood, the tone, the storytelling. And there is inevitably that scene where one voice ends up leading an entire mob of people dancing down the street. That always amused me, right? Perfect strangers suddenly find themselves caught up in the music and marching down the street together. All of them are magically in tune, on key, and seamlessly following the choreography. I can't help but think of these kinds of spectacles each time I see one of these political marches that seemingly pop up out of thin air. Since the 2016 presidential election, we have witnessed more political marches than I can even remember. And each time they appear just as spontaneous as the opening scene of an Austin Powers movie, or maybe the freeway dance scene from the movie La La Land. Now, if you haven't seen La La Land, definitely take the time. It is a fun nod to a variety of vintage musicals And in the opening scene, the people are all stuck in traffic on a Los Angeles freeway, and they begin dancing and singing together, another day of sun. Well, I've been stuck in traffic on an LA freeway, and trust me, the people in those cars were not wanting to break into song. But in the skillful hands of Hollywood writers, and those who organize political marches, almost anything can look believable. These musical numbers are huge productions which require teams of talented choreographers to produce, not at all unlike the political marches. 
The songwriters test market their lyrics and the tempo to be sure it's a catchy tune that will have wide audience appeal. Again, just like the chanting and slogans used in the marches. And the film producers find investors who amass millions of dollars to help pay for all of it so that the viewing audience only sees an effortless looking and realistic fabrication, just like the marches. Now, I don't think I'm saying anything shocking here, but it does hit us in our gut a little when we stop and realize and really analyze the ways in which the recent March for Our Lives, for example, was just as manufactured as La La Land. I mean, I know we want to believe that a bunch of high school kids pooled their lunch money together and hired someone to make that snazzy logo. I suppose it's a romantic notion, thinking that maybe someone dipped into their after-school job paycheck to buy matching banners and placards. And wouldn't it be something if someone in their high school journalism class was savvy enough to have sent out all the press releases that inspired the wall-to-wall media coverage that the march received? I'm sure Hollywood will write a movie scripted very much that way someday to tell the story. And that's fine and fun as long as we keep our heads about us and not believe the lies of La La Land. Movies are fantasy escapes from real life. These marches are demanding social, cultural, and constitutional changes, and they must be examined with sober thinking and careful examination. So enjoy the spectacle of it all. Tap your toe to a catchy tune and allow yourself to have a dreamer's heart. All of that is fine as long as we do not lose our way by getting caught up in the Pied Piper call of musicals, marches, and emotional manipulation. Dan? So you're telling me that's all fantasy? I have been searching. <laughs> Which one? Which kind? They d- people don't just get up in the morning and start singing and, and dancing. And I've been, I've been trying to find that place. It's fake. I'm, I'm really sorry to be the one to break it to you, babe. I just, I feel really bad right now. I want to go home and go back to bed. <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it takes a little bit of planning for all of these people to come together and to suddenly know all the words to the songs or the chants and to wear the same color T-shirts. How does that happen? Right. Wow. And and the same slogan and logo on everybody's signs. Like I it's it's pretty magical, but it really isn't magical. It takes a lot of pre-planning. And I you know, I don't I don't want to denigrate people that are their hearts in the right place. And they they really this is their best method to get their voice out there. But I I just want to be sure that the rest of us are, have our eyes wide open. Wow. I, I just I'm thrown over with the it's a fantasy. And <laughs> I, now I don't have nothing to look forward to. I well, thought there was a place somewhere. You do have something look forward to this entire two-hour show and all of our amazing guests yes we have a great lineup today we have charles heller he's co-founder and media coordinator for the arizona citizens defense league and he's here to discuss arizona governor ducey's proposed safe arizona school plans that could sound scary Mm -hmm. i mean i I really like uh, governor ducey but 
I want to know more about that. Absolutely. Stick around because I'm, I'm not sure that it's, it's as good as it sounds in the title. But it's Safe Arizona School. Yeah, it sounds great. Yeah. We also have <laughs> we'll Rob, find out. Rob Morse, author of Slow Facts blog and co-host of the Polite Society podcast. Rob recently wrote an article titled, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Gun Control? <laughs> and he's here to talk and break that down for us. Mm-hmm. We have Congressman Paul Gosar. He will fill us in on the new Obnia spending bill that is impacting the fixed NICS background check issue. Again, a thing that it sounds so good, but stick around. I think you're right. going to learn a thing or two. Oh, he, he's amazing. It's going to be great to hear from him. Our second hour, we have Craig Sawyer. He's a president of Veterans for Child Rescue, whose primary objectives are to educate and increase public awareness, assist law enforcement and other legal entities to prevent and reduce human and child sex trafficking. That's a big deal right now. It, I mean, it's been a big deal for a long time, but our awareness of it is you know, coming forward, and it's just shocking. So I'm really excited to have him on and help us uh, just get smarter and help keep our kids safe because more of us are aware that these things are happening. Right. We also have Brian Hill, founder and head coach of the Complete Combatant and Fusion Fitness and Mixed Martial Arts in Marietta, Georgia. Brian has over 30 years experience in training in instructional combative firearm techniques and martial arts. Yeah, he's going to talk to us about the four fundamentals of shooting. It's all about safety and training, right? Right. We also have our friend Scott Levin. He's the founder of Shot Heard Around the World. At 7.30 on April 19th, 1775, the first shot of the American Revolution was fired at Lexington, Massachusetts. This annual event provides family and patriots a safe and structured opportunity to gather socially and commemorate the first shots fired of the American Revolution. I think it's a really cool way to pair up the fun side of the shooting sports and the family gathering that that a lot of people don't even know. You know, we always see pictures in the magazines and stuff of, you know, one person out there, you know, target hunting or, you know, traipsing through the mountain hunting for big game or whatever. But there really is a social angle to uh, the shooting sports. And so pairing up that with our history, I think, is so clever and so powerful. Well, anything that Scott has something to do with always turns out to be fun and exciting. Absolutely. We were just out at the uh, expo, yes. the Arizona Game and Fish Expo, and uh, we got to go to their first ever media day because we're Gun Freedom Radio, and we filmed a bunch of little snippet videos that we've put on our uh, Facebook pages, the AZ Firearms page and the Gun Freedom Radio Facebook page, um, just talking to the different vendors and finding out about their different firearms and things that they manufacture and sell, and it was fun. Yeah, we had a booth there, too, and I have to say, we're getting customers in our store from that last week, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been great. I mean, we've got some great connections from that. It's an uh, it's an event that anybody has a gun shop should attend. Mm-hmm. And also, if you're just a shooter or hunter, you need to go to that. Absolutely. Well, we're going to run to break, but I definitely want to encourage everybody to stick around because not only do we have these awesome six guests that Dan just introduced, we also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report. And if we're lucky, we will have Dan's 
commentary. Um, we never know, right? We no, get to because the end there's of the show too much going on. I can't be calm about all this stuff. It's true, because we don't want to rant. We want to be calm. Right. And it, it's kind of hard, because everything is so stirred up right now. But uh, we'll see. Stick around, and we'll, we'll see if we get to have a commentary. Mm. All right. We will be right back after these messages. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I am asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Hi folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our theme today was, or is, musicals, marches, and manipulation. And I think that it's important as we're, we're going through the show today to keep in mind you know, just because something sounds good on the surface or it has a catchy name, like this common sense, air quotes, uh, gun control and gun laws, it doesn't necessarily mean that when you dig down into it that it, that it is good. And sometimes we're being manipulated by, by the names that, that laws are given, bills are given, initiatives are given, marches are given. So keeping that in mind, I want to introduce our next guest, our first guest of the day, actually, Charles Heller. He is co-founder and media coordinator for the Arizona Citizens Defense League, here to discuss Arizona's governor, Doug Ducey's proposed Safe Arizona School Plans. Welcome to the show, Charles. Thanks. I almost didn't hear you. There was an F-16 flying by and talking about gun freedom. There goes the sound of freedom right there. So. <laughs> nice. Well-timed. I love yeah, it. Yeah, just perfect. 
yeah, he he went out and burner. It's just dying out now. I want to tell you that the, uh, the governor's plan is very very flawed, and uh, we're calling it Ducey's disaster mm. because the the problem is is that he's been previously somewhat firearms friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a little inside info: I helped them with some of their briefing documents when he was running. So I mean, it, it, certainly he was better than the alternative at the time, but he is. This, uh, this this virus that's going across the country with uh, these uh, extreme violence, so-called extreme violence uh, gun removal orders. And what it mm-hmm. is, is it's guilty until proven innocent. It's an ex-party hearing that uh, gets your guns removed. The first inkling you have there's a problem and there's a knock at your door and uh, there's a warrant. There's a cop with a warrant to seize all your guns. Right. And it's worse than that. Once the order's in place, let's say they take all the guns from your house, but like most of us who own, we don't just keep them all in one spot. We got some in the car. We got some in, you know, maybe one in a safe deposit box. You know, you mm-hmm. got your firearms and your, your backup guns in other places. Mm-hmm. Well, every one of those guns in your possession become, makes you a felon in possession. Mm. And it's just, a, it's just a real nightmare, and it's unnecessary. The laws already exist if a person is a danger to himself or to others in Arizona's Title 36, which is our family law chapter. And Parts 520, I don't want to be boring and quote statute, but Parts 520 through 526 outline a procedure, which need only take 72 hours to have a person committed if they're a danger to themselves or to others. All we have to do is enforce the law we have. Why do we suddenly need laws to, to, if necessary, break into people's houses and steal their guns? Mm. Charles, hi, this is Dan. Welcome to the show. I I kind of froze up when you said seize their guns. Have you ever saw how they seize guns from people? They throw them well, in garbage buckets and right, yeah, they throw them, them in garbage together. buckets. Two thousand dollar gun, yeah. and they just throw it in a bucket. And then find out yeah. that maybe they didn't need to in the first place. But well, it, it's guilty until proven innocent. And the problem with this is, is that it's guaranteed sooner or later to cause resistance, mm-hmm. and uh, which is exactly what they, I think. What, what the people who are promoting this would like to see. Mm-hmm. But they have a tendency to dance in the blood of the victims. I had this when I was interviewed on public television and uh, uh, against uh, a lady who started a, a, a gun, an anti-gun uh, movement here in Arizona. I don't need to, ju- to justify them by saying the name of the group. Mm-hmm. But the point is, is that they actually promote violence because they dance in the blood of the victims. And they use that as leverage, as a fulcrum, to get things like this passed, which are utterly unnecessary. Hey, look, we have as much to lose as anybody else when violence occurs, we being mm-hmm. the honest people who own guns. Mm-hmm. But when it's used as a lever against us, it's it's it's, it's an underhanded tactic, and it's, it's downright despicable using the, the blood of the victims to try and get our rights liberated from us. It's terrible. And then, you know, they use names like Safe Arizona Schools Plan, so, right. I mean, that's, that's not even good English, so I'm not even sure why <laughs> why they chose to arrange the words in that order. But uh, I, they, it's used to, to convince people that, well, first of all, it's safe, right? And our Arizona schools are going to be safe. Well, why, well, why are they going to be safer with people having their firearms confiscated and then find out whether that was necessary or not? Let's just trample the Constitution first and then figure out if that was even necessary. Well, the Constitution was, is, is a, is a, to, to them is an unnecessary stumbling block towards what they'd like to do. First of all, 
the idea that it's that that it is safe if you want to be if you have an asset that you value you protect it mm-hmm. you know look at banks they're fairly secure there are procedures in place and many of them have got an armed guard mm-hmm. well if you value something you put an armed guard around it we need to do that more with our schools but the other thing is we need to harden the structure of the schools mm-hmm. we need to make it more difficult to get in you don't have to defend against the the attack that you prevent from happening by having hardened, a hardened uh, structure. And that's one of the things we need to look at doing. You know, I've been saying out loud in the clear and on the radio and in a bunch of places, Governor Ducey needs to have a contest. He needs to sponsor it per, uh, personally, uh, similar to the Orteg Prize. Have you ever heard of the Orteg Prize? No. That is the uh, prize that uh, Mr. Lindbergh competed for and won in crossing the Atlantic. At the time, it was $25,000, which then was a lot of money. If he would sponsor the Ducey Door Contest and develop a, an Arizona-based door that was secure and could not even be shot through mm-hmm. in, in order to get in, mm-hmm. if he would develop that and make that the standard of every school in the country, he could be famous for the Ducey Door that saves lives hmm. instead of famous for a court order that takes away people's guns before they've even had a hearing. This is an ex-party process. The person who's the subject of the warrant doesn't even get notified that there's a hearing. The first knowledge that he or she has of it is that there's a cop at the door with a warrant to seize their guns. Mm. This is very un-American, and I don't want to go there, but I'm going to tell you it's very Gestapo-like. Yeah, and Charles, all it takes is for somebody not to like you and say, he's a threat, and they're going to just take that word and go. Well, it's more it, it's somewhat more complicated than that, but the point of the matter is is that the system is there to be is there ripe for abuse. Right now, we have an effective means at ARS thirty six five two zero through five two six. All we have to do is apply the law. The thing is, is that we're not using the law we have. Why would we want another law? It, uh, there has to be another reason, and the other reason is anything you can do to impugn, indict or impair the, uh, the legitimate use of firearms mm-hmm. throws a, a sort of an imprimatur of illegitimacy onto gun ownership. And that's the, that's the intended goal here. It's not safety. Well, we have this weird duality that's going on. So we have this, hey, see something, say something. And we've seen example after example of people that did see something, did say something, and then nothing happened and bad guys still did bad things. And a, a lady just... Right. Uh, went into the YouTube uh, offices and and her family apparently is reporting that they saw something and said something. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we have this kind of stuff where it's like, you know, trample on your rights and then find out later. if they, So what's going on with that? Well, what's going on is what I just said is, is an, an attempt to impugn, to put the imprimatur of, uh, of badness uh, to, to use mm-hmm. poor English, to, mm-hmm. to, to put a, the imprimatur, uh, the imprimatur of illegitimacy on gun ownership. And by the way, Broward County, Florida, has instituted program instituted a program to deal with the see something, say something with the with, with the lack of action on it. Mm-hmm. They, their new program is called Run, Hide, Retire. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, that's, that's pretty that's good. good. Hey, yeah. Ch- Charles, I I would just I'm kind of confused if. If they came to my house and took all my guns away, they yeah. they wouldn't find them all. And, yeah, but and, then yeah. you're a felon yeah. for every one right. that they didn't find. Right, and and so I look right. at a person that they come and they take their guns away. 
They don't get right. them all. Now you've inflamed this guy. You took his rights away from him. I, I, I don't think that's a, a good answer. bad recipe. Yeah. Really well, the other recipe. thing is, is it's, it's, it's a recipe for somebody meeting the cops at the door with lethal force. Mm-hmm. And they w- the anti-freedom people would love that. Right. Because if, they get, if their bills get cops killed, then they get to jump up and down and point and go, you see, you see, we said they were bad people, and they just proved it. Right. That's what I call dancing in the blood of the victims. Right. It's, it's, uh, it's called niggy sob. Now I got you, you SOB. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all they were is protecting their rights. Yeah. And so, you know, when you mentioned hardening the schools, you know, when we talk about the doors, I love that. But people are going to instantly say it's too expensive. And so there's another. Oh, no, I I can fix that. I can fix that. Hmm. You make it you make this a competition and you request that each door and window company donate one set of doors to one school. Hmm. And they would rush to do it for the publicity, mm-hmm. you, because you would get you would get all kinds of unearned media from doing that. Here's you know Tucson window and door installing uh, for free, for absolutely free at uh, Reynolds Elementary School or at uh, at, at uh, the, you know Sandhurst High or whatever it happens to be the name of the school. Mm-hmm. Here they are making their donation to the community. You do it in such a way if the governor's office, which has a good press uh, operation, if they wanted to make a, a showing of this, they could make it a win-win-win-win circumstance if they wanted to. Wow. I love that. That is so... Uh, I mean, it's well, so I'm doable. in advertising. Yeah, I'm in advertising. I think that way. Absolutely. All right, but I'm telling you, it could be a win for Governor Ducey. The thing could be named the Ducey Door. There's another F-16 coming in. There's. <laughs> it could be. Um, there. Uh, it could be a win for whatever companies decide to do a little donation, and it could be. And that. I mean, Governor Ducey wants to run for president. That's not a. That's not a secret. All right, and doing this would really help him. Uh, because he'd actually have made a difference rather than uh, uh, impeded people's freedom. Well, and the other people that really need to be hearing what you're saying and listening carefully and closely are all the people that are going to be running for the various offices here in Arizona and across the nation, but especially here in Arizona, we have musical chairs happening of all of our different legislative um, uh, positions, right? We've had you know seats open up and people not retire but quit a certain job to run for another position and there's all these seats that uh people are going to be jockeying for and i think they're terrified to even put their toe in the the water of gun rights and gun laws because it is so polarizing where if somebody were to just jump in with some of the ideas that you're talking about, understanding fully the laws and the Constitution, I think they could really move the needle for themselves. Well, what you're talking about, Cheryl, that is showing leadership. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that the Republicans, uh, almost to a person, in the legislature and in the governor's seat, have lost their spine. Mm-hmm. And if they would show a spine and they would show leadership, that it would be... Uh, they'd get votes because people want leadership that people want a store people want a strong constitutional leader to uh, to set a pace for the way government is run and the problem is the republicans are running the other way i mean uh, and uh, when you let the chamber of commerce dictate to to you because you don't think it's good for business if arizona does something practical i mean look at the at the uh the um 
the schools down in Tombstone. Mm-hmm. They've already got their schools posted that their personnel are armed and that any any threat will be met with uh, might be met with deadly force. Mm-hmm. They didn't uh, dink around with this at all. Absolutely. This was done already two weeks ago. Absolutely. Hey, the Tombstone uh, schools are posted. There is no law in Arizona that prevents school personnel from being armed if the district will will grow a set. Absolutely. Well, we've got to run, but real quick before we do, uh, the organization that I mentioned you're the co-founder of is so important to protecting our freedoms. Is the Arizona Citizens Defense League? You're the co-founder, and I'm on a four, yeah. Yeah, four four people. This is what you know. I people are always like, well, I'm just one person, so what can I do? Well, look what you guys have done. You've come together. Well. Yeah, we had 58 good bills signed by three governors, one of whom hated us, one of whom was helpful in the beginning and kind of turned, and the third one is we're not so sure about. (laughs) Well, tell folks how they can find out more about this incredible and powerful uh, organization that you're the co-founder of. A-Z-C-D-L.org, Arizona Citizens Defense League.org. We're in our 15th year now. And um, you can help out in a lot of different ways. You can sit on the sidelines and send email. You can contribute financially. You can go to the gun shows and help us work recruiting. We don't do rallies. We don't do lawsuits. We're lobbyists. And we have, we're the people who are about 90% responsible for constitutional carry in Arizona. And that was our hard push that got it done. So if, that, if you like the idea that you no longer have to beg uh, 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 mommy dearest governor or daddy dearest governor for permission to carry a firearm, well, then you ought to be a member of us. Absolutely. I, I can't recommend you uh, too much. I, I think you guys are amazing. You're the watchmen on the wall. You're the guard dogs in the courts. And we're just so thankful that you're there. And Charles Heller, thank you so much for taking time to kind of break some of that down for us and help bring some clarity to uh, very murky I- issues. May I give a contact mm-hmm. address for myself if people want to contact me directly? Sure. It's my name, Charles Heller, H-E-L-L-E-R, at A-Z-C-D-L dot O-R-G. If you'd like to reach me personally, I'm, I'm available for comment and, uh, or to answer questions. Perfect. Thank you so much, Charles Heller of the Perfect. Arizona Citizens Defense League. Bye now. Blessings blessings to you all right stick around on the other side of these messages we have rob morse now rob's going to talk to us about some really important things but especially an article he just wrote called a funny thing happened on the way to gun control stick around Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone. 
at potofgoldestate.com. Hey, everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And our theme today is marches, nope, I said it wrong, musicals, marches, and manipulation. And I think our next guest, Rob Morse, is really, uh, he didn't know what the theme was, and I didn't know what we were going to talk to him about when he wrote his article, but they really are syncing up uh, pretty incredibly. So Rob Morse is the uh, author of the Slow Facts blog and the co-host of the Polite Society podcast, and he recently wrote this article titled, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Gun Control. And he is here with us today to kind of help break that down. Welcome back to the show, Rob. Welcome, Cheryl. Hey, Dan. Oh, hey, how are you doing, it's Rob? It's been way too long. Holy cow. So, so with this theme, I have to sing and do magic tricks on the radio? How's uh, that going to work? Yeah, didn't you get that memo? I mean, clearly. Oh, man, I missed that part. <laughs> you have to describe everything you're doing because it's not visual, you see. But uh, anyway, so uh, I was so like amazed when I saw how your article was like, basically breaking down that that hidden spectacle behind things um and so you know we've been watching for weeks upon weeks the media is covering the high school shooting in parkland florida and you know the reporters they don't have any facts but they're sure making some wild guesses and and doing their best to make them sound like truth that that's absolutely true and and remember when it when it came to covering this march Mm-hmm. This is the same media that can't find a half million people on the Washington Mall for the March for Life. Mm. Yet they can cover some students bust in to, <laughs> quote, have a march spontaneously, close quote. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And my lead, I said it's very much like, you know, the Hollywood musicals and the La La Land and Austin Powers opening scenes where it looks like everybody just starts singing and dancing together. But there's a <laughs> right. lot of planning right. and choreography behind the scenes. Well, not only a lot of work behind the scenes, but a lot of spin up front from the media. Mm-hmm. I mean, leftist groups put on this musical, a very large public relations presentation. Mm-hmm. Move on and Bloomberg paid for it. About 10% of the marchers, what's really cool is now people actually went through the crowd. They had somebody talk to every fifth person and talk to them and interview them. 10% of the marchers in DC were actually under 18 years old. Mm-hmm. 
but that's uh, those were bust in from local. <laughs> yeah. Ten percent, I don't think is me. It should be called a student-led march. And you know, were they were they herded onto the buses or? No, no, you know no they I mean? volunteered. They, they were vo- Dan. You know how it goes. They were voluntold. Voluntold. Right. Voluntold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's been married. Sort of like what a, my a wife does while, to so me yeah. a little bit. Yeah. That's that's what I was. Well, in this case, it were teachers telling them. Mm-hmm. But 70 percent of are the of the marchers were women who'd been at the women's march for Trump. And their average age was 49 years old. Mm-hmm. Now, Dan, you and I have been married, so we wouldn't mention this out loud. But that means if the average was 49, I'm thinking half or more were above that. Mm-hmm. Right. But but Rob, we're doing it for the wives. <laughs> we're doing it for the wives. Yes, we are. Yeah. You and I are. Yeah. Right. Um, of the of the now you can't ask the kids. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. But of the women, men and women there who were old enough to vote. It's no, you don't want to pollute it with the kids because that it's not meaningful. Then, eighty nine percent of them reported voting for Hillary. Mm-hmm. So firearms were sort of a secondary issue. This was another we hate Trump rally. Mm. Right. Yeah, does doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. So what was sold as a youth movement against violence was a kind of plastic surgery makeover for old leftist causes. Mm-hmm. But the media didn't tell us that. That came out what two weeks late. Mm-hmm. And very quietly, very, very mm-hmm. quietly and scattered about, not not with the intense focus that, you know, the original, um, you know, supposed ideas behind the 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 march was. But, you know, I, I think that, again, very quietly and not with as much panache, what we're really seeing is a different story um, you know, there's all these anti-rights media chants for days and weeks on end, but I don't think they were really aimed at you and I and mom and pop middle America. Were they really? No. Uh, before we talk about, though, uh, you and I saw the FBI fail, mm-hmm. you know, in this mm-hmm. last time again. A mm-hmm. lot of people flag this kid, say, please look at this kid. Right. Did you see a single sign at the at the rally that said, FBI, please do your job? No. Which tells you right there that it's so scripted. You know, it's like, this is what you can say, and this is what you cannot say. Because wouldn't you think somebody somewhere would have had an original thought and said, you know, there's failure upon failure of the people that say, see, say, say, see something, say something. That's easy for you to say. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to drink some coffee while you uh, you tell me again. So who do you think all of this was really aimed at if it wasn't you and I and it wasn't, you know, middle mom and pop America? Um, you've been to political events before and politicians want to appeal to the easiest person to get. That's the person who likes them a little but still undecided. In this case, the anti-gun media campaign was so strident. It drove ordinary people away from the Socialist Party and towards the NRA. Mm -hmm. It was aimed at uh, anti-gun extremists. It was get out the get out the marchers sort of rhetoric. And it worked. It was a massive propaganda campaign. And two million new members joined the NRA because they were so offended. Isn't that incredible? And where are those news stories? I mean, that that's a story. Right? That's a story. What's the yeah. impact? Well, it, Wh- which direction is this tsunami really going? <laughs> right. Well, it, they 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 made this such uh, a spicy mix 
that it was unpalatable. Uh, young people, 18 to 21 years old, joined the Second Amendment Foundation at 12 to 15 times the normal rate. Wow. You know, it depends on which week you choose because mm -hmm. it, it varies. It's not a fixed number. Mm -hmm. And in some sense, you heard the rhetoric and it, that doesn't surprise you, does it? It mm -hmm. offended you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right. Because it's uh, there's so much misinformation. That's what offends me the right. most because people just pick it up. They just like a baby bird, just gobble it right down and, and don't think about what they are swallowing. And then they regurgitate it back out to the next person. That's well, that sort of works me. for teenagers, but the adults didn't swallow it, Cheryl. Yeah, it was over the top, and we pushed away. Yeah. Um. And and our people on the margin, who, well, you know, my uncle has a gun. Maybe I'll get one. All of a sudden, they hear this and they go, you know, I no, I sh I should be a gun owner. I should be a self defense supporter, a Second Amendment supporter. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, so, the I think the audience was aimed at the politicians. And it worked. It frightened them. Uh, some scripted polls. And then the politicians said, God, what can I do to make this stop? Mm -hmm. And there were, you know, pre-written bills that Democrats submitted and the Republicans ran like little frightened children and went for it. It's, it's so discouraging because, you know, they I mean, I guess I can't blame them. They have to serve their constituents. And if they think the majority of their constituents believe that oh guns are bad and evil and protect us whatever it takes then what choice do they have i think it is incumbent upon us not to just quietly join the second amendment foundation or join the nra not to just quietly do those things but also to be actively engaged with our elected officials at every level of government to help them see you're not standing out there alone on a ledge i am right there with you don't you think well uh, let me you're a community, you're part of your community. That's what I love about you and Dan. Thank you. You're part of your community, you're active in groups. This, this podcast, this broadcast that you do reflects your interests. It's, it's not something you ginned up out of, you know, on a whim. And that's what we did. Mm -hmm. We did the same thing. Mm -hmm. A bunch of us said, you know, man, I wish those teachers were armed. Hey, maybe, you know, I'm an NRA instructor. My friend runs a range. Maybe we should put on some classes for them. Mm -hmm. Well, okay, we saw that offer go up, not just in one place, not just in others, but in dozens mm -hmm. of places that I could find mm -hmm. around the United States. And when they did, they were swamped with the response. I mean, I it, it. it actually made the news, right? I love the it. sheriff said, here, I've got a class that'll take 30 and he gets 300 applications. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That See, that is a story as well. That is a groundswell. That is a, you know, where does the ripple, the wave from the ripple go? And it's not hard to see, but the news won't cover it. So thank goodness for like Slow Facts blog that you write and the Polite Society podcast that you're part of. Or Gun um, Freedom Radio. Thank you. That we're, <laughs> we're trying to reach people who are hungry for information. They're curious. They want to know, give me truth. You know, even if it upsets me or makes me want to argue back, uh, I think all the better because then they're engaged and they want to, t t as they're arguing in their mind, 
hopefully they're also seeking answers and doing their own research. But I've got to run already. But I you want do. I want people to uh, know how do they find this article that we've been talking about and all of your articles and, and all the work you do. You're a busy dude. You have uh, two actually podcasts, right? Um, you can find my writing at slowfacts.wordpress.com. Look on Ammoland. Look on Clash Daily. I produce the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. I'm a co-host on uh, Polite Society. Very good. Fantastic. Well, Rob Morse, we got to have you back on more often. It's been way too long. Really appreciate you taking the time, and thank you for all you do. Thank you, Dan. Thanks, Cheryl. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye now. All right. Well... We're going to have a couple of commercials, and when we come back, we have Arizona Congressman Paul Gozar. Now, he uh, is in the 4th District here in Arizona, and when this recent omnibus bill came through, he had a few things to say about how it impacted the fix-nix system. So stick around. We're going to learn more about that. We're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun? Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment, staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf.org. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at pottygoldestate.com. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. Well, our theme today is musicals, marches, and manipulation. And I think that our next guest is going to kind of help tie in a couple of things with that because 
you know, there's the fixed nicks system. We've heard that over and again. Fixed nicks. That sounds positive. It sounds good, right? And we just had this recent omnibus bill passed in Washington. And so somehow, and, and uh, Congressman Paul Gosar is going to break that down for us, somehow the omnibus bill uh, is impacting the fix nick system, and it sounds so good, right? Just like, you know, these marches, they, they have these positive-sounding slogans like, air quotes, common sense, gun laws, and gun control. Well, sometimes when you dig a layer deeper, you find out that there's a little bit of manipulation going on with just the way things are phrased and titled. And so I'm happy to bring to the airwaves our next guest, Arizona's 4th District U.S. Congressman Paul Gozar. So welcome to the show, Congressman. Thanks for having me on, Charles. So excited. And Dan's here, too. I, I barely let him get a word in edgewise, but but we'll let him try today. <laughs> welcome to the show. <laughs> well, Dan, you know, as I always say, if mama's not happy, nobody's happy, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> he says with great resignation, bless his heart. Well, we had the incredible honor of uh, meeting you in person recently and um, hearing you speak on this very topic at the Western Conservative Conference here in Arizona. And um, this omnibus bill, you know, it's it's so wide scoping that it affected many things. And one of those things is this fix Nick system. And it sounds so great. It sounds so positive. We're going to fix the NICS system. Well, well, you're not quite so positive about that. What What is your take on the whole thing? No. So this addition to the system actually incentivizes uh, agencies um, to quantitatively add people, uh, regardless if they're guilty or not. I mean, when oh. you look at the NICS system, you have all these false negatives. I mean, between 2008 and 2015, there were over 550,000 uh, denials based upon inaccuracies on the form. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were false negatives, but um, because the federal government and the Justice Department didn't follow through with prosecutorial applications to them, uh, we've seen wanton problems with this system. But what this actually does, this new system, uh, our addition to the system, actually incentivizes like the VA and the IRS, the Social Security, uh, Medicare, to start turning people in. Um, Mm. And we've been working with some whistleblowers Mm -hmm. that particularly with our veterans in regards to if they answer a question on uh, uh, on their forms, you know, are you paying your bills or is somebody paying your bills? If you answer that question, that you have somebody else paying your bills, you're automatically going into a system of, of being uh, reviewed for losing your Second Amendment rights. And many of these people don't have any application other than, for example, one gentleman that uh, spoke up was um, investigating a gentleman that was on that list. Mm-hmm. And he had, he had uh, said that his, he had turned his stuff over to autopilot. When he was visited by this whistleblower, he was a day trader, so very competent guy. Mm-hmm. And he had no idea. He had never received any of the two phone calls that's required or the, the, uh, the letter that followed that up about uh, in regards to losing his Second Amendment rights. So this is an onslaught in regards that a bureaucrat single-handedly can turn you in and where's the due process for somebody that gets put into them falsely uh, and, and negatively. Wow. I mean, if people just pause for a second and digest and absorb what you just said, 
you would think that every single person would pick up the nearest phone or send an email immediately to the representative saying, uh, the, you're, when you're trying to fix something and, and the fix breaks something else to this degree that my due process is completely trampled, no thank you. But I don't think people really understand no, and and that's that's the point is is that um, this this was cleverly disguised. In fact, uh, this bill um, was tagged uh, with an NRA bill on uh, national reciprocity for conceal and carry, mm-hmm. and that's what was how this it got oriented. And that was that um, this was the number one issue for the NRA was the conceal carry reciprocity, mm-hmm. and we were screaming at this aspect, saying, "Listen." What's going to happen is, is the Senate will strip the conceal and carry, and they'll put this fix nix back in. And, and the NRA scored, they scored not only the vote on this, but also the rule, which was unheard of by the NRA in this aspect. And lo and behold, this is exactly what we had told them, both me and Thomas Massey had, had told the NRA, you're being used like a pawn. Mm. They're going to strip the reciprocity bill. Uh, in the Senate, and they're going to let the fix nicks, this new application, sit there until the next shooting, which will come, mm-hmm. and they'll attach it, and it'll be on an omnibus bill or some type of a CR. And sure enough, here it was. Yeah. And, and and the Senate even told us they were going to do this. Uh, Senator Murphy said that they were going to strip the reciprocity. He said, if you think you're going to get reciprocity, think again. It's not going to happen. And lo and behold, everything we said became true. So, I mean... What do we do? Do we just have to sit here and go, oh, well, that's too bad for all of our, you know, due process, constitutional rights? Or what can we possibly do to reach out to our legislators to say, this is not going to stand? We, we cannot allow this kind of uh, trampling on our constitutional rights to take place. Well, I think what we have to do, Cheryl, is now we have to form our units. If we're Second Amendment uh, abiding folks, we need to start forming our administrative groups to look out for our veterans and look out for our senior senior citizens, because they're going to be the most apt um, to be implicated here. And so I think we need to formulate uh, a reach out to show why this is so wrong and start advocating on behalf of those most uh, uh, prospectively being uh, harmed by this. Um, and the reason I say that is, is that the legislatures will not do anything. Uh, the omnibus bill actually passed, and there's going to be very few things that actually come about uh, here shortly. Uh, and the gun, lo- the anti-gun lobby is is now rearing its head through the media all the way across the board. And so we need to now make sure that um, no one gets caught in this trap. And mm-hmm. it's up to us, if we believe in the Second Amendment, to start doing it that way until we can get through these midterms. Otherwise, what we're going to be doing is we're going to turning over a lot of our citizens, uh, you know, violation of their rights, you know, a right under the Constitution uh, to uh, uh, an unnamed bureaucrat, which is uh, totally uncalled for. Mm-hmm. Congressman, I'm, I'm a little confused. Did this pass or is it waiting for an open door? No, to it pass? passed. It was no, it was included in the omnibus bill, Dan. And so it passed. And so it has been signed into law. So, so this, this new NICS fix is part of law, which incentivizes uh, bureaucrats by quantitatively, which means more numbers 
And, um, and, and part of the problem is where when you when you see the heralding of, across the information, you know, and some of these people who should never have had guns was a lax on their reporting requirements. But what this basically does now is is it starts adding incentives, money, monetary incentives right. uh, for quantitative turning of people over. You know, as a gun owner and gun store, this irritates the heck out of me because we have people that come in the store that don't qualify to buy a gun. They are denied. They do nothing to those people. They don't nope. investigate. And it, it's even as if a person slips through and they do deliver a gun to them and it wasn't supposed to, then they tell us to get the gun back. They don't even go get the gun back. And it's, it's no, just... It shows- Dan, you're exactly right. Uh, the the due diligence by the federal government in regards to its intercedence and and you know to lie on uh, uh, on an application is a federal felony. Right. And uh, you know so, but they don't even look at that. Um, but it shows you how bad our justice department is um, when you start looking at the the uh, uh, the problems that occurred now with back in Washington D.C. with the FBI hierarchy and the Mueller information and uh, the dossier uh, and the FISA warrants. It shows you how bad our Justice Department has got, and we need to clean house and get back to the equal application of the rule of law across the board. Right. And, you know, I'm a um, I'm I'm really angry about this, and so I want to do something. I want to go to our veterans club up the street from us. And I want to have a talk with them. What do I say? How? What can I get them? How do I get them involved so that they can do something about this? Well, start teaching them to go back and start reading the language of the law and show that they're quantitatively there's uh, there's uh, rewards uh, through money uh, by turning people in, mm. and that uh, we go through their their uh, exam uh, references to their physicians and to their nurse practitioners when they go to the VA, mm-hmm. um, as well as the Social Security, Medicare, and uh, IRS. Anytime that you have a chance where that says, listen, do you have your um, uh, 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 background, uh, you're paying your bills, mm-hmm. is it automated or is somebody else doing them? Alert them to that as a sign quantify that thing uh, for example another whistleblower told us that he said that his wife paid the bills well all of a sudden he found out that he was losing his second amendment rights uh, because he turned those duties over to his wife wow. um, we need to right, make sure that we uh, alert the american public to the disposal of your right and that is going to be key here is, is that when you answer a question as to your mental uh, stability uh, paying bills one of the alerts that they actually do Absolutely. Well, this is so important. We really have to pay attention to these things before they become law. But in this case, all we can do now is play catch up. And I just want to... And one more thing, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. One more thing, Cheryl, is, is that there's also a requirement that before they can actually do this, there are two phone calls and a letter. Mm-hmm. Make sure people mandate, listen, if there's any question... Uh, that they can actually question the VA, utilizing in your inquisition, saying, listen, did you send me a letter? Did mm. you phone call me? Mm-hmm. You know, so those are things that we can actually engage our veterans and our senior citizens uh, to engage on the other side. Let's, let's, let's enact the citizen um, as well. Uh, you know, when this becomes a big, a big heartache uh, for the agencies, They'll soon disperse it and, and uh, change their, their, their tune. Absolutely. Well, we've got to run, but 
I want to thank you so much. And I also want to crow a little bit for you that you just received a pretty cool award. You're member of the month uh, awarded by Freedom Works. And uh, just congratulations for that. Cheryl, thank you, and especially from an organization, you know, that uh, its heart is the, the freedom of people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes me feel good that I'm, I'm one of that recipient, and, and uh, so I appreciate you uh, making the accolade on it. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's a nice award. It really is, and you are such an example of encouragement to people who want to say, but I'm just one person, and so I can't do anything. Well, you're not a politician by trade. You're a small businessman. You're a, you, you're a dentist, and you decided mm-hmm. that you wanted to to put the your money where your mouth was, so to speak, right? You wanted to really yep. invest yourself in protecting our freedoms and look at the the success you've had at that, and you're encouraging others just by your life example. And now to be awarded this member of the month by Freedom Works is just proof that one person can make a huge difference. And I just really yeah, when, appreciate when you. you. When you have a team that we put together that espouses the same thing, a unified message, mm-hmm. uh, it magnifies. And so your your radio show getting out there to engage people and, and provocatively getting them to challenge, you know, uh, freedoms are not free. Uh, we have to fight for them. Absolutely. Well, thank you again so much. And just let people know as we're going out, how can they reach out if they have questions for you about this particular uh, fix NICS system thing or, you know, anything that, yeah, that they, you deal with in the 4th they, District of Arizona? They can email at gosar.house.gov. Very good. Say that one more time. At gosar.house.gov. Perfect. Thank you again so much, and we will definitely Thanks, be Cheryl. in touch Thank and you, Dan. ask you. you back on. Have a great day. Spread the word. Thanks again. Thank Bye-bye. You. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we still have an another entire hour coming up, our second hour of Gun Freedom Radio. So stick around. We've got Craig Sawyer coming up right on the other side of the break, and he is the president of Veterans for Child Rescue. Important, important work. Stick around. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. 
Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 